Own Your Creativity, Episode 19. When you execute, execute an idea, it's all right if you don't do it perfectly. The point is just to do it and then it's gonna, and then fine tune it. You're listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. Never miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Go to bit.ly forward slash creativity podcast to subscribe now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Own Your Creativity podcast. I'm really excited to be talking with Mikhail Themer today. He's a photographer I saw speak during the Concordia TEDx talks, and he was speaking about the surprising outcome of photographing strangers on the street. Welcome, Mikhail. Hi, thanks. Thank you for uh, having me here. Well, thanks. you you've had a really interesting journey coming to be uh, a photographer. You're originally from Paris and then you came to Montreal and then how did that all come about that you became a photographer? Right. Well, I guess for the first 26 years of my life, I've kind of been looking for myself, my own self. Um, so when I was 20 years old, I, I really didn't like the life that I had for myself in Paris. Uh, I couldn't figure out what I was going to study. I uh, didn't really fit in any of the, conventional French um, curses. Uh, so I decided I'd move to Montreal for a change of scenery. Um, went to Montreal. I studied at HEC Montréal, uh, classic marketing bachelor. Um, nothing very interesting here. Um, when I graduated, I started working in an advertising agency. I spent three years working there. Uh, it was fun. Um, kind of shallow, maybe, but, uh, but it was a fun experience. Uh, and then I went to work for a big uh, fashion slash shoe company as a brand strategist, and that did it for me. That was okay. I um, after a year, I reached a point where I was so frustrated with myself and with the work I was doing, or the lack of work I was doing, um, and the list of ideas of stuff that I would eventually want to do with my life had gotten so long that I I, I decided to just quit there and then. Um, without any other plan in, uh, in mind than to just figure out what I was going to do with my life. Uh, and that's when I bought myself a camera. I uh, started doing exactly what Humans of New York does, but in Montreal, because I, I was a fan of the blog, and I, I thought someone ought to do it in Montreal. Um, and I started doing that, and it just turned out that I was having... I enjoyed so much being out there on the streets and taking pictures every day that... That's what I've been doing ever since. So two years, it's been two years now, and now I'm a full-time, full-on, full-fledged photographer. Wow, that's amazing. So what was the project in New York um, that inspired you so much? If you could just briefly tell yeah. us about that. So it's, it's called Humans of New York. It's, uh, it's, it's quite popular. It's got about uh, close to 20 million people following it on Facebook. Um, the guy did two books out of his blog, uh, which were like... Uh, Old, uh, number one bestsellers uh, in the US. Uh, I think it's the photography book that's been sold the most in the world. Um, and the, the, the concept behind it is quite simple. The guy walks around New York City with a camera, uh, stops random people that he meets uh, while walking around, takes their picture, and then tries to find, find out stories about them. Uh, so he asks questions like, uh, I don't know, what's your greatest struggle? Uh, what's your most memorable moment in your life? 
when when was the happiest time you've ever had? Um, just questions like that that uh, get people thinking about their own lives and get them sharing very interesting, very moving often, and very inspiring as well stories. So when you first started doing this, going up to complete strangers and asking them really personal questions, Mm -hmm. was it nerve-wracking initially? It was hard. (laughs) It was hard, yeah. It was actually, I did this as a challenge uh, for myself because I I was, I I guess I still am in a way kind of shy. I'm an introvert and... It was. It seemed to me that it was the hardest thing anyone could ever do. Go out there and talk to strangers. Uh, so the first time I did it, yeah, I was like shaking. Like my entire body was shaking, but I, I went anyway, and uh, it went great. <laughs> it was just I realized the minute I'd done it, the minute the guy said, "Yeah, sure, you can take my picture," and he was all nice. I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually super easy." <laughs> and then, like, I went and talked to five different people in, like, 20 minutes after that, you know? Oh, my goodness. And what does it give you, though, to, to speak to people? It's, uh, so I've, I've, I've repeated that quite a few times. Uh, I haven't made, well, the first year, now I, I kind of found a way to make a living for myself. But the first year, I, 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 I had never been this poor, like, I, I, I made absolutely no money in the first year that I did this, but it was my plan. Like I, I'd given myself a year not to worry about uh, having an income. Uh, but still, I'd never been this poor and I'd never felt richer. Um, wow. All the stories and all the, the, all the interactions that I've had with people, it's just the most enriching thing that, that, that I could have ever done. It's like everyone has something that they, they're, that they're giving me, like they're just the, the connection that we share, the moment that we share, uh, the, the things they, t- they tell me about themselves, the emotions that we share as well. It's all like I've grown so much. I, I feel like I've, I've lived 20 years in just two years. You know? Wow. And do you think that there's a lesson in there, uh, you know, for everybody that we actually need more face-to-face time? We do. Yeah. yeah. We so desperately do. And, I mean, I'm not. I'm not even only speaking for myself because like, I knew that I needed it, and that's why I, I felt the urge to go and do it. But I've realized now, talking to so many different people on the street and seeing how they react, they all appreciate that. They all appreciate that impromptu conversation with someone you've never seen before. You're probably never going to see them again afterwards, and it's just, it's just nice to connect with someone to have like a genuine connection. There's no. Like there's no agenda. There's no. There's nobody's thinking about. Uh, how can I say that? Nobody has like a like a goal that they're not telling the other. It's really just two people meeting, and and it's nice because I, it allows me to be myself more than me with someone I would actually know somehow. It's wow! Strange. So you can be more honest and open with strangers yes. than you can be. I tell, yeah, I tell stuff to people that I wouldn't tell my, my best friends, you know, or, or my parents. And the same goes for what they tell me sometimes. And even though they know the story is going to be published online, uh, it's like they, they haven't told it to their friends sometimes. They're telling it to me because, I don't know, it feels right at the time, I guess. They don't know me, so I'm not going to judge them. Um, it's not going to change whatever image I have of them because I don't have any. Right, uh, and then I guess once they've told it, they feel like okay, right. Well, you can make it public now. I like it, the, the weight is 
Yeah. The weight is off my shoulders now, so go Yeah, for it. I've told that really personal thing to a stranger, and I'm still standing. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Yeah, you so know? go for it. Publish yeah. it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let, let the world know. You know? Wow, that's so cool. You know, I, I teach a writing class, and, um, and the, you know, a lot of the people have been there for many months you know taking it uh again and again and uh and sometimes there's friends that come and take it with them and they find out new things about their friends that they've had for 20 30 years and that they never knew that's right it's so interesting that that we think we know people that we're close to but maybe we don't well the thing is we 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 rarely have profound conversations about ourselves anyway uh with people unless unless you're something really isn't going well, that's when you're going to address the problem. But otherwise, if everything's going well, you're not really talking about, I don't know, like your, your deepest fears or uh, the saddest moments of your lives and stuff like that. So things are often left unsaid and uh, yeah, yeah. it's easier to address them with a stranger. Yeah. Wow. What was the, um, the most <laughs> eye-opening discussion that you had with somebody? Um, there's so many. Well, eye-opening. Okay, no. Uh, eye-opening... Probably, uh, I met a I met a man. Uh, his name is David. When I met him, he was panhandling uh, with his dog. He looked. He was he was a uh, he was, uh, um, topless. Uh, he wasn't wearing a shirt, and he was very uh, very thin. Well, I mean thin, not thin. He was a uh, meg. Sorry, I don't know the English word for that. Like, I don't. I don't know, but probably gaunt. What was the word? Gaunt. Really, gaunt, very thin. So. Very right. thin. <laughs> anyway, it, it didn't look really healthy. And uh, he was panhandling on St. Catherine Street uh, with his dog. And he was he had his head uh, bent down on his knee, his hand uh, reaching out. And he was like rocking back and forth over and over again. And my first impression of him was that, oh, wow, he looks like he's in need of a fix. Uh, I, I was 100% sure he was a heroin addict. Uh, and I almost didn't go and talk to him. But... You heard that story because you were at Concordia, right? Yeah. Uh, but still, so I went and talked to him. And the first thing he said when I said, uh, so I, like, I crouched down and I said, hey, is everything all right? And then he like instantly lifted his head up, gave me a big smile and said, oh, yeah, I'm just praying for things to get better. Oh, and my goodness. Like, yeah. And the way he talked, everything was just like, oh, okay, well, you're, you're, you look actually fine. You know, like. And then we, uh, so we got to talking. I asked him about like, how he ended up where he was. And the story was he had lost everything uh, because he had spent everything he owned, not nearly for anything drug related, just because he wanted to save his dogs, uh, his dog who had two tumors uh, that needed to be removed in a six month interval, uh, six month time. So he spent everything he had just because he'd rather uh, save his dog's life and end up on the street than lose his dog and keep his apartment. Wow. So that was quite an eye opener for me. It was was like a big slap in my face because... As I said, the first thing I thought about him was like, okay, he's uh, probably a junkie, uh, probably responsible for uh, for his own um, misery. <laughs> misery, right? Yeah. And and no, he wasn't. So, wow, it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know, again, the lesson there is that you can't judge a book by its cover, and that we have yeah. so many preconceptions that interfere mm-hmm. with our understanding of each other. You really can't, yeah. And it's true for like it's true for the homeless, but it's it's true for. Uh, I met a man in a suit. Uh, he looks like, very damper, very classy, uh, 
and I had a conversation with him, and, uh, and in five minutes, he told me that uh, he was actually the probably one of the unhappiest uh, person in his job, in his office. Uh, his wife had uh, cheated on him with his best friend. Like He was really at a, at a time in his life that really things weren't going well, and he was questioning everything about his life. Wow. But if you just... Run, if you just walk past him in the street, you think there's like another successful businessman, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can't trust appearances. No. So what's your definition of creativity? Hmm. My definition? Uh, creativity would be just anything, create anything new, whatever it is. That's creativity. Yeah. Creating something that wasn't there before. Yeah. Yeah. And Simply. was there any a, a time in your life when you weren't connected to your creativity? Yes. And what was that like for you? Before I quit, yeah. Before you quit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, kind of, I was kind of creative. Uh, well, I was creative when I was in uh, like, uh, studying. Um, I wrote songs. I played music. I sang. Uh, uh, I did a bit of shows. Uh, I, uh, I, I did a video for, uh, for my school. Stuff like that. So I liked creating things. Then I got hired. Got a job, started my nine to five, uh, like deadlines, uh, clients to manage, a boss, um, and I thought working in the advertising industry would be a way to keep on being creative, uh, but I was wrong. Uh, well, I mean, for for some positions allow you to be really creative, but the one that I had was very focused on strategic thinking, and I was always telling people what I. Th- thought they should be doing, but I was never actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so during four, four years that I was working in marketing, I kept uh, I kept a list of ideas that I had that I would eventually want to do, but like stupid things. Like I just, uh, I could get that list out actually. I think I still have it somewhere, but like I, just, uh, I don't know, like uh, stunts, uh, like uh, just uh, filming a video on the street with people uh, doing something or uh, taking pictures of uh, now, I can't come up with any of the ideas that I wrote down now. See, that, that was my problem. Is that I kept having so many ideas, but I never actually got to executing any one of those. Yeah. And after four years, the list got so long that I was like, okay, it's, it's long enough that something's wrong. I mean, I, if I'm not starting to do these things now, I'm never going to get to doing them. So that's when I decided to quit and, uh, and get back in touch with my uh, creativity. Mm, wow. So... What is the best advice that you've ever received in terms of owning your creativity and, and living your passion? Um, I can't really say that it's an advice that I've received because it's uh, I haven't really directly received any advice regarding that. Um, but I remember there's two blogs right before I quit that kind of did the trick for me. That like, You know, I was like, yeah, I want to quit, but I'm not sure I've got the courage to do it. And what am I going to do afterwards? And it's going to be scary. And I'm not going to get a, a salary at the end of the month. How the hell am I going to, like, what's my life going to be like? Uh, and then there's two blogs. The, the first one was uh, The Minimalist. Um, and it was just about two guys who, same thing, they had, uh, like, they lived the American dream, like a, a very successful career in, in whatever corporate world. Uh, like the big house when they're 30 years old, two cars, uh, uh, like, really, the American dream, and then they realized that they weren't un- they weren't happy at all, um, and they quit. They sold everything they had, and they started over, and they uh, decided to live a much more simpler life. 
And that story and their experience really resonated with me. Um, and they really gave me, I guess, the, the not the courage, but the, the they comforted me in thinking that this is going to be okay. Even if I don't have a job, even if I have no idea what I'm going to be doing next, things are going to be okay. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, and the second one, I can't remember the name. What was it? It was something about Joe does something. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it's it's a guy who basically every week or every every day comes up with a new project and just does it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, it's, it's like Joe does stuff, or like I forgot his name, Stan does stuff, something like that. And, and I was like, oh, you can like things that you start. Like when you execute execute an idea, it's all right if you don't do it perfectly. The yeah. point is just to do it, and then it's gonna, and then fine tune it. Yeah. And his approach to creativity, which which was like, whenever I got an idea, I'm executing it right away with whatever means I have to execute it. Um, that also motivated me to try and do the same. Well, not do the same, but try and execute my own ideas. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Um, and I noticed that you have lots of hats in your room there. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you wear those hats or do you just no. collect them? Um, no, I used to wear them when I had shorter hair, but now it's like yeah. with this, I can't really put them on. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love hats too. So um, share one of your personal habits that uh, contributes to your creative success. I just get out of my place. Yeah. I'm a photographer, right? So I need things to photograph and I'm a, I'm a real life photographer so I don't do studio um, so I need to see things happening for me to take pictures so the easiest way for me to get creative is to just go out and about and wander out the streets and see whatever happens you know yeah. that's how I meet people that's how I uh, that's how new projects come to life that's how uh, yeah, that's, that's where all of my creative stuff come from, the street, the life. Yeah. Is there any time where you get up in the morning and you say, oh, I don't want to go out? Yeah, of course. How do you motivate yourself to get going then? I don't always. Sometimes, like, if I know, because to be a street photographer and to do street portraits and talk to random people, you got to be in the right mood. If you're not feeling it, it's like I've tried it and I know it's not worth going because I come back empty-handed. I come back with nothing. Uh so if I'm really not feeling it, well, usually I'll, I'll, I'll try to put myself in a good mood. I don't know, I'll listen to some music or whenever I'm working from home, I'll, I don't know. Yeah, I guess music kind of helps. It puts me in a better mood. Uh, but yeah, there are definitely some days I don't want to go out there and, and I just don't. It's all right. Yeah. You don't have to be like, um, like super, <laughs> like, like, you don't have to be a hundred person creative all the time. That's all right. Yeah. And is there a person who inspires you to be creative, a particular person in your life, or maybe, um, you know, another photographer, an artist, or somebody um, else, even somebody you don't know? Many people, really. I, I couldn't pinpoint just one. Um, but, yeah, I'm a huge fan of street photography, so all of the classic street photographers. Uh, just got myself a book from Robert Duano yesterday, uh, and... and so I was looking at, so yesterday before I went to bed, I looked at about maybe 50 of his pictures in the book. And this morning I couldn't wait to go outside and apply some of his ways of looking at things to my own photography. Um, 
but but I mean Robert Bueno is one. There's so many different people that whenever I come up on a cool project online, it gets me it gets me thinking. So do, do you have a particular project that you are putting together now? Uh, I have quite a few actually. Uh, so one the one I'm starting uh, this Saturday is um, I want to I want to visit I want to assist to different religious ceremonies in different places of worship. Um, and just capture whatever's happening during those ceremonies. I don't want to talk about religion. I don't want to talk about what they're actually doing, what they're believing in, uh, what they, they are allowed to or not allowed to do or whatever. I just want to show what it looks like. Oh. And basically, I want to come up with a series that can only inspire awe at the beauty of the rituals and the beauty of the people and the interactions and the and, and whatever's happening in those places and not start any argument or discussion about what you should or shouldn't believe in. Right. And maybe this is uh, a redundant question, but um, I have it on my list here. So what's your favorite work of art? And it can be any type of art, photography or film oh. or music or <laughs> it's photography. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's become photography. It used to be movies. Um, but now it's definitely photography, street photography, precisely. I just love seeing like stills of life, like just instants of life that you would completely overlook like whenever they happened. But now they're frozen in time, and you've got all the time in the world to see how how beautiful it is actually. And in a film, I guess that would be fleeting. You wouldn't be able to see that beauty. I guess film is more. Um, it's fleeting, but it's more it's more moody, I guess. It's more about the mood rather than the acts, the actions. Yeah, I guess. The, like this is just I'm I'm like brainstorming with myself as I'm saying that. Interesting. Okay. And do you have a favorite quote that inspires you? Well, I have one that I like, but it's uh, it's from me. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So what yeah. is it? So it's just like, it's it's my photographer's uh, sign well quote or signature. It's like keep uh, keeping my uh, keeping my mind as open as my eyes. Oh, very cool. So how can people find out more about you? Uh, my website, I guess, uh, michaelfemer dot com. Uh, it's uh, yeah, I should spell it out for for everyone. Or I I don't I'll have it on the on yeah. Um, and they can also follow the Facebook page Portraits of, Portraits of Montreal, which is uh, my like it's my pet project. It's it's uh, it's my fil rouge, I guess, the project that I've been doing since two years for two years now, and I'm going to continue doing no matter what. And will you be having um, a show at some point, like that people can? I do actually have an exhibit coming uh, coming up on, in June. It's at a little restaurant called the Café Bistro Jarry Deuxième at the corner of Jarry and Deuxième Avenue. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be about, uh, it's going to be with my partner Thibaut Caron, uh, with whom I'm doing Portraits of Montreal. We're, we've just come back from a trip to Haiti and it's going to be uh, uh, pictures from the trip. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to look forward to that. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your, your photography day to my speak pleasure. with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And one last thing to share with you before I go today, and that's that I'll be hosting an online writing challenge on Facebook soon. So if you'd like to find out more, just go to 
onlinewritingchallenge.gr8.com and that's gr8.com so onlinewritingchallenge.gr8.com Until next week, own your creativity! 